0: Welcome, welcome, everybody. How we doing? How we doing in here? Good. Um, all right. So we've got a little live here for the 2022 Amex uh, DraftKings for DFS Golf this weekend. Um, wait till a few people get in here to see if uh, see if anybody is going to hop in. Sweet. So let's get going. So as we take a look at the, you know, at the ownership and everything like that, uh, we're going to do a little bit of that. We're going to kind of run through the field. This is a little bit different uh, of a tournament. Um, This is a three course rotation. So basically the way it's going to work is a lot of the same way that the Pebble Beach program works, right? So you're going to get three rounds. Each golfer is going to get to play three rounds. And then from there, uh, the cut will actually be on Saturday. So a lot of people don't think that it's important to hit or miss the cut. But, I mean, this is these are really easy courses that these guys are playing. So you're really, really, really going to need to get your guys through the cut. Um, it's not going to matter as much. But that last day of scoring is going to be huge, right? So even if you get, you know, Five to six three you get a chance to cash. But I mean, it's gonna be really important. A little bit different of a field this week. Uh, it's kind of lopsided a little bit. So, you know, we've got John Rom and Patrick Cantlay playing, which, you know, kind of scares a lot of people away. Um, we'll see. Some stats you need to know. Seven of the last six six of the last seven winners of this tournament played one of the two uh, Hawaii tournaments ahead of time so it's not guaranteed um, we don't necessarily need to have the winner here um, because you know when a random guy like Adam long at like 6600 wins like kind of like what happened last year um, you know it, it it's one of those things where people were winning GPPs without actually having Adam long in their lineup right? So, which is a good thing. Um, so you know, obviously John Rahm and, and Patrick Hantley, look, they're they're gonna be popular, right? Um, they're gonna probably dominate this course. I mean, John Rahm is number one in DraftKings points of the last 50 rounds. Um, by the way, I'm using fantasynational.com to kind of sort out all my data. Um I kind of go, I like to look at the data. I don't predicate every decision that I'm making off of the data. Um but at the same time, I, th- I like to take a look at it. I also watch a lot of golf, so I understand that I can, you know, maybe find some other things that the data is not really showing um, and, and kind of pick some nuggets out from there, right? So, you know, if we're looking at ROM, you know, I mean, I don't really know if we need to talk a whole lot. But one guy that I do want to talk about is Sung jm. Um, Im. Did not make the cut last week. Couldn't putt to save his life um some a fantastic player but look at 9900 nobody is going to play some jay this week everybody's going to be off of him um him and abraham answer were fairly popular players last week and they both missed a cut so it's like one of those things where i'm just going to go right back to him i both like what they're doing um some jay makes a lot of birdies right so in the event that you know something happens and he doesn't make the cut this week, he's going to get three guaranteed rounds on three fairly easy courses, and he should just be able to tear them up. We're seeing a lot of guys for the first time. Matthew Wolf this is this going to be his first uh, tournament this year at 9,300? Another guy I really like this week is Will Zalatoris at 9,100. Um, first tournament doesn't fit the narrative, but look, on DraftKings, we don't need this person to win. He's at 9,100. If you're playing Rom or you're playing Cantlay at their price range, you basically need them to win and then figure out your lineup from there. Right? So, you know, I really like Willie Z. I think, think his game fits really well here. One guy that we're seeing for the first time, he chose to not make the trip over to Hawaii is Patrick Reed. I think he is – um you know, 8,800 is probably too cheap for a class of field player like Patrick Reed. Um, I'll go back to the Bezadenhout. Showed some really good things last week. Um, Putted the lights out um, in in Hawaii. And, you know, I don't think he's going to do that again. But really his, his other things are just, you know, the absolute worst. So I don't really know. I had something going on. Oh, skip ads. Let's get back to the good background. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, I I think he's a viable player. Um, We got Ricky Fowler, I don't know, Justin Rose, those guys in the mid 8s FIWU kind of burned me last week, but look, this is a Pete Dye course, or they're playing a couple of Pete Dye courses. C. Woods typically plays, tends to play very well at the old Pete Dye courses. So I think this is something that's really going to um, be a positive thing for him, right? Uh, he's only 8,300. I got a lot of interest in that. The guy right above him, Alex Moran, I have zero interest in. Um, but look, we're, we're looking guys for guys who make a lot of birdies this week and who score well on DraftKings. And one of those guys in the mid 8th is Jonathan Vegas. Not a sexy name, not a popular name, but over the last 50 rounds, he's fourth in DK scoring. That's pretty important. Um, he, you know, he drives, he's got a great tee to, gear, tee to green game. He's got a great ball striking game. Um, short game, not very good. Don't really care about that here. Strokes ain't off the tee is, you know, he's up in the top five. Um Around the green, again, his short game is just not very good, but I don't really care about that here. And then, you know, his putting pretty much sucks. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, we've got going for a little bit further down the list here. Uh, we've got Cameron Champ, who I've got some interest in. Uh, Russell Knox, who I've got a little bit of interest in. I have a lot of interest in Gary Woodland at 7,700. Um, This is a guy that was dealing with some injury stuff last year, and just quite frankly, like, he just didn't have the best year, right? So, I mean, I think that he's a fantastic player. I think this is a class of a field that he should be placed much higher in. He just really hasn't shown anything. In the swing season, started to turn things around a little bit. And at 7,700, he really fits really nicely into your lineup. Um, Another guy that, you know, I just kind of play, you know, hold my nose and play. We got the old Gim Reaper down here, 7,500. I think that's too much for Gim this week, so I'll probably be passing on him. Phil's here this week, always going to be a popular play, really easy for me to just fade him. Um, Jason Day, Um, if he is going to be healthy and he's going to be playing okay, then, I mean, look. Jason Day at 7,300 could be a massive steal. Um, I really like that price. Andrew Landry is another one down here. Just, yeah, I'll pass. Uh, we start to get down here. There's a guy that if you really want to go top heavy, there's a couple of guys down here. I think Zach Johnson's a viable play at 6,900. Nice. Um, he, he played okay last week. Didn't do anything spectacular. Um, the one guy I'm looking for, I like Sepp Straka. He, he showed a little bit. Grayson Sig actually had a pretty good tournament last week um, at 6,700, showing a little bit of form. He's a guy that absolutely is one of those guys that the numbers and in the in, in the modeling for him, he looks fucking horrible. But I watched him play golf last week and he looks pretty damn good. Um, and these are pretty easy courses. So, He's some guy that I'm going to be very interested in. And I don't know why I can't find. Um, Pat Perez is another dumpster diver at 6,400. Um, I think that's pretty interesting if you want to go there. Um, let's see here. I want to search for uh, Francesco Molinari. He is a guy that did not play last week, but this is a guy that's won multiple majors. Last year, excelled on the whole west coast swing three top tens uh two top fives you know 159th but you know out of the four four or five uh events i mean at seven thousand dollars he now lives in la so he lives kind of close to the area this is in la quinta out in uh, palm springs but you know i really 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 like molinari this week i don't know how um pricey or how much how owned he's going to be but he's somebody that I have a lot of interest in Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to I'm going to go to uh, generate some lineups to see um, kind of the breakdown of pricing and breakdown of kind of where everybody's out per fantasy national okay so you know for, for the guys that I've starred here um, we've got some interesting things coming up. It looks like, you know, some JM that I, in answer, I thought that we're going to be too lower owned, you know, per fantasy national, they're looking probably like they're going to be around 17, 16% owned. Zala Torres is going to be under 10%. Patrick Reed is going to be in the like five to 6% range. Um, Cameron Champ, who's somebody I like here a lot just because of his length, uh, 2.2%. Woodland under 10%. Jason Day. Francesco Molinari, four um, percent, and then you know some of the deep divers in the six thousands, you know, Pat Perez and everything like that. They're going to be pretty cheap, but I like using like a Finau and M and Zalatoris and and kind of building around that. You can do some nice lineups like that. Um, even if you start your di- your builds with answer, you can do three guys like in the high nines, mid eights, and really. You know, it could be a pretty nice advantage in there. I've got a nice lineup here that has answers, Al Torres, Reed, Siwoo kan Jason Day, which is, you know, you can put him in forever, whoever you like. And Francesco Molinari, that's not a bad lineup. It leaves you $200 on the table to differentiate yourself a little bit. But in a large GPP, you're going to have to take some stabs. And this is a little bit weird of a tournament too, right? So, we're really just going to have to try some new things out. Um, sometimes the lineups that you build the most uncomfortable seem to do the absolute best, right? It's just one of those really weird things that it just kind of happens. You're like, oh, man, like this, this feels just dirty building this lineup. Um, but it ends up being fantastic, right? So... Yeah, I mean, it, it really looks like, you know, I, I, I kind of like the way that we're going here. I, I don't know if, you know, I'll necessarily be full fading John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay. I think I would prefer probably Cantlay. But, I mean, there's a very high likelihood that if Rom, you know, we saw him almost win the Tournament of Champions. He skipped the Sony to come back over here. Um, he hasn't played a ton of golf. And a lot of people didn't play him at the TOC for that reason. I did just because he's John Rahm and look what he did. So very, very, very scary, uh, to, to be able to fade John Rahm. But look, it's one of those things where you are probably going to have to take a look at doing it just because of, you know, ha- how highly owned he's going to be, um, I mean it's 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 going to be something that's it's going to be uneasy but if you're playing a larger field gpp I definitely think it's something that you have to take a look at right because like you know the projected ownership on him and Cantley is somewhere in the 20s so if you fade those guys I'm not saying full fade I'm going to probably be playing about 10 lineups and I think I'll probably have two with Rom two with Cantley uh, and one of those four being with both of them, and then probably fading them on the rest. I don't think it's something that I would necessarily, you know, recommend, but that's going to be my specific risk exposure this week. Um, and, you know, that's kind of it. I'll run I'll run over the guys I like again here real quick. Um, so, again, my, my favorite plays of the week so far. Um, There's going to be Sung JM. Uh, I didn't – I guess I didn't mention him really, but Taylor Gooch is another one I like that I'll be going back to. Um, I like getting some exposure to Matthew To – I'm sorry, Abraham Answer and Will Zalatoris in that low nines range. Um, Patrick Reed and Christian Bezadenhout in the high eights are my two favorite plays there. Uh, I'm going to go back to see Wu Kim this week at 8,300, even though he cost me a GPP last week. It's okay, it's Pete Dye, let's roll again. And then, um, really like Jonathan Vegas at 8,100, he's a guy that, you know, I don't think a lot of people are going to be on, just like Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ's numbers are not there at all. He just hits it a mile, right? This is one of those courses or these tournaments that there's no really specific skill set that always wins here, right? You've seen guys who hit it really short win here, and you've seen bombers win win here. There's no real rhyme or reason. This is kind of a weird tournament. It's not going to be a normal exposure week just because it's it's kind of a dart throw. But these are the guys that I'm leaning to. Cameron Champ is one of those kind of outliers that I, I would like to get some exposure to. Uh, Brendan Todd and Gary Woodland are going to be in my par- player pool. Gary is my favorite out of those two. Um, if you are not as crazy about Jason Day and the 73. You know lower sevens area um i think troy Merritt. uh he withdrew last week um but i had some interest in playing him last week he got priced up even though he didn't play last week um a little bit weaker of a field i guess so that's that's kind of where that came from um no one really in the sevens there except for molinari, molinari and johnson are gonna probably be my two favorites kind of in that area um, Molnar 7,000, Zach Johnson 6,900. Um, if we're really, if we're really dumpster diving and bottom feeding, Sepstraka and uh, Grayson Sig are my uh, two of my favorite ones. A uh, guy that played actually pretty well last year was Tyler McCumber. Um, I might fire him into one or two. He's not somebody I'm gonna be looking to get into. But look, we're getting down into the 6,600s here. If you play Roman Cantley, you're probably going to have to play one or maybe even two of these guys. Uh, Pat Perez withdrew last week. Um, I believe he is unvaccinated, and I don't think he wanted to deal with the quarantine that uh, was he was going to have to do in Hawaii. Uh, I don't think he went over early enough. But at 6,400, who for a guy that doesn't live very far away, uh, he lives in Arizona. I think it's I think it's a good thing. We saw some really really good stuff from Kevin Chappell last week. Now. Second round, he, he didn't quite have it there. But Chappell, I mean, he's come, still coming back off that injury. I really think that he's worth a stab if you want to play some real big GPPs and try and get different. You're guaranteed to get three rounds, and I think that he can make the cut. Um, honestly, that's about it from down at the very bottom there. Um, I, I think that Kevin Chappell is probably going to be my lowest exposure person. Um but yeah, I mean, that. so that's where we're at this week. Um, good luck. Uh, Tee off tomorrow, so, you know, get your lineups built. Um, didn't quite have time to write down, do a full article and didn't really want to, to be honest with you for this one, just because it's three courses and it's kind of weird. Um, next week, we'll be at a course where we can actually take a look at a few things. We've got some good course history as well, uh, and it'll be a little easier to kind of narrow in. This one, you know, play who you want to. Fade Rahman can't lay at your uh, at your discretion. But, look, they're both going to be in the mid-20% owned. By far the highest owned golfers of the week because people think they're just going to blitz this. And uh, they very well could. But if they happen to not, um, you'd be in a pretty good position. So, like I said, I'm playing 10 lineups. I'm going to play um, two with Rahman. Two with Cantlay, and then one of those um, one of those four is going to be a Rom and Cantlay lineup. Um, so yeah, so that's how I'm going to uh, spread my exposure this week. I hope this helped you guys out. Um, you know, this is kind of a interesting tournament, so hopefully have some fun. Uh, it's kind of a nice little thing to throw in there, aside from you know four game uh, NFL divisional round slate. Um, So good luck this weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll be able to see you guys uh, Friday for the NFL pod. Cheers.